You're listening to episode 337 of the Special Chronicles show. This is Special Chronicles, giving respect and a voice to people with special needs. Podcasting since 2008, this is the show where we're broadcasting disability stories from an insider's perspective, and we are giving a voice to people with special needs. This is your weekly guide to find and enjoy acceptance and inclusion. I shudder thinking how the world can be so cruel. I lend my voice to those who can't. It's time we try. It's time we care. It's time we stand. It starts with a voice. Good morning, good afternoon. Well, good evening, and welcome back to the Special Chronicles show. It's Daniel, your host and founder of Special Chronicles, and a Southern Tribal International Global Messenger with Special Olympics. I'm still mentioning that at the top of the show. But we're so excited uh, for a new show. Um, it's been about, it's me about a month since I last recorded, since getting back from um, Abu Dhabi from the uh, 2019 World Games of Special Olympics. Uh, and you can listen to the last episode to kind of hear a recap of uh, those adventures in the UAE. Um, but on the program today, so excited to welcome Deborah Wu from uh, Wu uh, Global Impact and um, got connected with her. Um, my mom actually had um, uh, hold an interview with you, Deborah, but uh, welcome to um, 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 Special Chronicles. Thank uh, you. I'm very excited and honored to be here. I can't believe you've done 337 shows. That's impressive. <laughs> yep. That's impressive. Since yep. 2008? Yes. Yeah. Wow. For the past 10 years. That is, that is impressive. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um, for, for um, any new listeners who may not uh, I'm, I'm sure some listeners may have heard of you or, or, or have listened to to uh, your show, um, but for any new listeners, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us uh, your connection to the, the um, special needs community? Well, I, I, I have multiple connections now, and so I'm going to start with um, my first and, and sort of my most important connection <laughs> was um, 30... One years ago, uh, almost 32 years ago, this Friday, um, my daughter was born, and she was my my first child. And um, when she was born, I remember um, I remember right after she was born, they gave me her. They they I was holding her, and I had this little thought mm-hmm. in my head that said, "She looks like she has Down syndrome," and I remember thinking. What? What is that? To be honest, I had never met anybody with Down syndrome at the time, so I thought it was a weird little thought, and I threw it out of my mind and uh, took my baby home, and four months later, um, the doctors told us that she had Down syndrome, which Mm -hmm. is sort of unusual. Generally, they find out if a person has Down syndrome in you know, in vitro or certainly right at birth, and so... Mm -hmm. um, I remember just trying to wrap my head around what does this mean? I yeah. thought I had 
this daughter and now I have my daughter has Down syndrome what does that mean to my life to her life and um, so I joined the community that way and I um, my daughter has been a wonderful teacher to me she has challenged me every single uh, positively and in the biggest sense of that word challenged me every second she's been born she's she's been a great teacher to me she has um she, she's just she's a very complex individual mm-hmm. so i always think it's interesting when people you say something like a person she has down syndrome and people assume they know exactly who she is <laughs> you don't know who she is yeah. she's a very dynamic multi-dimensional personality she's just a very interesting person and she's been a really great teacher so but one thing that i did see right right away was that people were telling me she had down syndrome like this was a really great tragedy and that our life was over as we knew it and you know and be careful not to be a burden to society and it was those kind of dark messages which i didn't understand because she looked perfect to me mm-hmm. and so i stopped listening to the experts and i you know just raised her yeah. and um her brother like you know she was just a regular human being mm-hmm. which she is yeah. and so um when we we were in florida at the time and then we moved to virginia mm-hmm. um i was in the banking industry for many years and when she hit the middle school started going to middle school i started hearing this again what she couldn't do she couldn't add value to the workforce there was when she became an adult, pretty much there was nothing that she was going to be at. She would add no value to society. And I just thought that was really ridiculous. And so I decided to create my first company, Tech Access. And I know we'll talk about yeah. that a little bit more. But as I've lived my life and met all these amazing individuals with disabilities and realized that I also, like most people, yeah. can identify under the Americans with Disabilities Act. I struggle with, um, and sometimes it is a struggle with depression and with mm-hmm. anxiety and with ADHD. Still, I I was not prepared for the next person to join uh, the disability community, which was my husband. My husband of um, 37 years, uh, a few years ago, was diagnosed with dementia. Mm-hmm. And that one actually frightened me because, yeah. um, I, once again, there's a lot we don't know about dementia and Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are becoming disabled as we age yeah. and we live our beautiful lives. So, um and the, and then of course I realized that I actually knew a lot of people with disabilities. I have nephews that have autism. Um, I have a nephew with autism that just got a job at Ernst and Young. Yay! <laughs> so uh, so I really realized that you know people are people. We can put labels on them all day long, but people are people. So yeah, awesome. So uh, you your company um, Google, um, uh, Global Communications or I guess um, now you rebranded you to um, Google Global Impact can you tell us a little bit about the uh, backstory of how did this get started and when did it, it yes yes when, when did you begin the, the uh, um, um, company okay and I'm going to start with the, the company before that Tech Access oh, only because Tech Access um is part of why I created Rue Global Impact. Right. And thank you for, uh, I am rebranding yeah. the company from yeah. Rue Global Communications, and I'll tell you why. But um, 
I, around the time when I was being told that my daughter, if she could join the workforce, um, the best that I could hope that she could do is bring in shopping carts from Walmart or Target. And I'm like, really? That's your reach goal for yeah. her? She's so creative and talented. She's an artist and she loves to sing. I, I was just really surprised how of the low expectations for her. And so I created a company called Tech Access. Mm -hmm. And what we did were... It, the, we helped government and corporations make sure that web, their websites were fully accessible to Section 508. And, and at the time, there were very few companies that were hiring people with disabilities. And so I thought, you know, I wanted to create a company, a technology company, because I know technology, that employed people with disabilities. And so I thought, well, who better to tell you whether or not a website works for their disability than the person with that specific disability that might be using assistive technology like screen readers. And so I, I created that company. I had many, many technologists with disabilities working for us. We had wonderful successes we also had lots of failures it's hard to you know keep a company thriving and then the financial crisis came and really stomped all over the company but so i merged the company with another company and i stayed there for uh, about 18 months and then i thought eh, i this is too small what I'm doing now. I want to do something bigger. And one thing I'd realized as I had my first company that were many of these corporations that were trying to do the right thing by including people with disabilities in their workforce or as customers, they weren't talking about it. Mm -hmm. And so I thought we need to, to have a company like Grew Global Impact that, and the and I'll talk in a minute about why I changed the yeah. name, but that will really help tell the stories of what these multinational corporations and national corporations are doing to truly include people with disabilities. Don't look at us as charity or pity, but what are you doing to really understand the value that individuals with disabilities can bring to your workforce? And also, don't ignore us as your customers because we've got a lot of us that are part of this community and you're going to lose a lot of money if you really do not include us. And so I first named the company Rue Global Communications, but I found that when I was dealing with the really large corporations, the, the marketing team sometimes would get, get a little territorial and they would be like, oh, no, 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 we know what to do when... If you knew what to do, you should do it. Yeah, <laughs> You're not yeah. doing it. But so I decided uh, to change the name to Rue Global Impact because our what we're about at Rue Global Impact is telling the stories of the corporations, the organizations, the UN agencies, the education institutions that are truly including people with disabilities and really including our community and understanding that we're a diverse community, we're a hu huge community, and that we do add value. So stop discounting and just treating us like we're only a charity so so what are some of the, some of the companies that 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 you and your company have worked with we've worked with a lot of really amazing companies we've worked with uh companies like uh, at&t um we've worked with uh, verizon uh, atos ibm microsoft i mean over the years i've worked with most of the largest corporations, Accenture, Tommy Hilfiger, uh, mm -hmm. just, um, I know I'm leaving people out. Yeah. Uh, they, they, we, I've worked with some of the largest, including the UN agencies, like the International Labor Organization that has a group called, uh, they have a working group called Global uh, Business, Global, 
global, I can't spit it out, let's say, Global Bus Business Disability Network. Sorry, Global <laughs> Business Disability Network. It's not that hard to say. Sorry. Um, and what these are are corporations, uh, especially multinational corporations. Mm -hmm. So they're probably in the U.S., but they're in other countries as well. So um, they want to make sure that if a corporation is including people with disabilities in their workforce or as customers, that they're not just doing it in the United States or the United Kingdom, for example, where there are very strict laws and legislation. Mm -hmm. And in the United States, will actually sue you if you don't do yeah. it. And so how do you make sure that this employment of people with disabilities is happening in the U.S., but is also happening in Bangladesh or in China or in you know Singapore or in Central America? And so, um, it, so I work with the large of the cor corporation, including Accenture, uh, Ernst & Young. Uh, I've done a lot of work with a lot of these uh, big corporations and uh, multinational corporations. Cool. So uh, um, our guest today on the um, Special Chronicles program is uh, um, Deborah Wu, the CEO of Wu Global Impact. Uh, so tell us a little bit more about the importance of your company in the mainstream society and and, and kind of off of, off, of, off of that a little bit more of why you, you wanted to um, start the company, but why is it so important in, it's it, it, it's definitely important in, in, our, in our disability community, but let me talk a little bit more about why the company is so important within the mainstream society. Right. And that's a great, great question too, Daniel, because what I found when I, once again, when I first started working in the disability yeah. community, I, I, it was in 2001, mm -hmm. and I, I was really not very welcomed at, at, by the disability leaders, and um, it was sort of like, no, 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 we got it, we don't need anybody else in yeah. here, and I thought, well, wait a minute, if that's true, then why are you saying that my daughter can't add any value to the workforce? Mm -hmm. And so, I just, I, I really think that there is the need for more of us to join these conversations and we should be joining them as you said at the main the main real the yeah. real conversations and so i started having conversations about sustainable development goals the united nations has 17 sustainable development goals that we all want to achieve because it's about making sure our planet survives this and humans survive on the planet you know climate change uh, gender equality um, and of those 17, 11 of them touch people with disabilities. And so I, um, I you know, I, I take a lot of the conversations that I'm having into the mainstream. For example, I do a lot of work with women in tech and gender equality. But I say, if we're going to have gender equality and we're on the stage talking about women being included, and you don't have women with disabilities openly in this conversation, then we're missing the point yeah. here of true diversity. Yeah. So, and the AI, artificial intelligence, and the mm -hmm. robotics, and Internet of Things, we also have to be in those conversations because to assume that a person is broken because they have a disability is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, once again, look at you. You're such a success. Yeah. 337 shows. Yeah. I and mean, that's amazing. And so I spend a lot of time in the mainstream talking at the UN or the big level, like at the Valuable 500, where we're talking about disability inclusion mm -hmm. on the World Economic Forum stage. And just making sure that 
I'm not just speaking for the community, but I'm opening the door so the community can speak for themselves. How much more powerful to have you speak for yourself instead of me speak for you, which traditionally is what happens. Yeah, and I think that that's a big part of how we we can have more inclusion within the mainstream society because as you know, our disability community is is the um, um, largest minority group, but usually the you know least seen and the least understood. So by having more of these conversations, um, um, like like what you're doing with with these companies, it can help to bring about more understanding and inclusion within the mainstream. Yes, very well said. Very well said. And and what a lot of people don't realize, and probably your audience will know this, um, only um, less than 20%, I think it's 17, of people like my daughter are born with a disability. My daughter was born with an extra chromosome, and I think she's perfect the way she is. I I had somebody ask me the other day if... um, if I had the choice of her not being born with Down syndrome, and I'm like, okay, let's, I don't even want to have that conversation <laughs> because that is who my daughter is. Yeah. And uh, she's not broken to me. So, but society is still having some of these really ridiculous conversations. Yeah. You know, we're going to, um, you know, we're going to eradicate Down syndrome, but how we're doing it is we're just encouraging women to abort their babies at a very, very early term. And mm-hmm. I don't want to get into discussion about pro-life, pro-choice or yeah. anything like that, but I think it's sad to think that the worst thing a person can think of is that they have a, a, a baby mm-hmm. that has Down syndrome because it's actually been a very beneficial thing in my life and my daughter's life matters and she's added a lot of value to the yeah. world. And so... I, um, those are the kind of conversations I'm in and I'm just in the really trying to get people to think differently about, because most of us are going to acquire a disability if we live long enough. Mm -hmm. And that's not a threat. No, it's just part of being alive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I didn't plan for my husband to have dementia, but he had a traumatic brain injury when he was 11 years old. He got hit by a car. Mm-hmm. And but he his brain figured it out. Yeah. He went on lived a healthy life. Blah blah blah. Now he has early onset dementia because maybe that's the walk his you know his soul wanted yeah. to take. So yeah. doesn't mean it's bad. It's just his walk. Yeah, absolutely. So we we talked about inclusion within the mainstream community. Can can you now talk, talk a little bit about? Why is inclusion so important um, within the Special Olympics movement? One of the big campaigns going on now is the inclusion revolution and and and, and choosing to include and um, um, like on this on this bracelet that I have, it says choose to include, uh, and and it's, it's so much uh, more inclusion now. But why why is it so important? Within companies, within within um, various um, um, employment opportunities, and and just so much within our uh, mainstream society that it's so important for inclusion. And we'll, we'll get into a little bit more about the uh, um, recent book that you wrote about inclusion, Brandon. But um, but b- before we talk about that, we need to talk a little bit about why inclusion is so. Important. Yeah, and that's yeah, such a great question too, Dana. You're such a good interviewer <laughs> because 
Because these are powerful questions. Yeah. And I do want to do a shout out to Special Olympics. Special Olympics has been a gift to our family. Mm. My daughter has participated in swimming and softball and, and basketball and her favorite cheerleading. Yeah. And it, I, I just am so grateful to everything that Special Olympics has done for my family. So, um, and I agree. It, you know, I sort of moved away from just using, you know, I, I started using the word inclusion as well because a lot of people are moving to that world to that word in our world. But, you know, what we see is when a workforce, for example, if we're just looking at this from the perspective of employment, when we look at a workforce and it's not diverse, um, that workforce is not as innovative and it's not creative. So let me give you a story. And this is an older story, but I love the story just because you, you're going to immediately see the mainstream yeah. Um, yeah. connection here. So Canon... Um, the Canon cameras, a lot of us know Canon. Yeah. Um, Canon, um, years ago, uh, and it's, it's, it's been about 10, 12 years ago, mm-hmm. what they were doing, they really care about um, sustainability, green, and our planet, as well as many other things. They're a really great corporation. They're, so, you know, they're headquartered in Japan, but they have locations all over the world. And so they had come to us and they were talking to us about um, making sure that they were complying with the laws, the Americans with Disabilities mm-hmm. Act, the Rehabilitation Act and things like that. Um, but they started telling me about the story that they had out in Chicago. They had whenever you would buy a camera and the camera would break, yeah. you would send it back to them and they would just put it in the landfill. They would just throw it in the garbage. And they were like, you know, I think we can do better than this and we can be more sustainable. So they brought in a group of about um, 15 to 20 people with intellectual disabilities mm-hmm. and um, and they taught them to take these cameras apart and figure out which parts of the camera was still good, which parts could just be fixed, or which parts could be um, gotten rid of in, 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 a, in a better way. And so the, it was a success. Uh, the, the first year having these people working for Canon, they made like 19, 16 to $19 million profit. Yeah. They also felt good because they were taking care of our planet, sustainability. But um, then they noticed something. They noticed that this plant outside of Chicago, it has about five to 7,000 people. Overall, their productivity went up about 36%. And Kevin was fascinated. What is going on in this company, this one little part of our company, that would cause productivity to jump so much? And what it was, was these employees, the employees that didn't have disabilities, Mm -hmm. they were really proud to work with the people that had disabilities, to go to lunch with them, to get to know them. And it made them very proud. And when we're proud, we actually will be more productive. So that's one example. But another example is that... If you, if you hire somebody with a disability, you know, the world is not made very well for people with disabilities right now. No. We're not doing as good yeah. a job of with inclusion and accessibility. And so if you hire a person with a disability, you often are going to get a problem solver and an innovative thinker only because you sort of have no choice if you're a person with disability. You're mm-hmm. always trying to navigate an inaccessible world. And so we're finding that um, there is a lot of benefit to innovation and creativeness, creativity, um, when you include a more diverse population, that includes people with disabilities. And now what we have to do is we have to do a better job of 
really owning that we have a disability and not seeing it as a negative, which I know your show helps. Um, And really owning, hey, I have a nephew that has autism and he's going to add great value. And Ernst & Young just hired him. So we need to tell more of the success stories like that. Absolutely, absolutely. So... On the, again, our guest today on the um, Social Chronicles uh, program is uh, Deborah Wu, the CEO of Wu Global Impact. Uh, so let's move on to talk a little bit about some of the, the books that you have written, um, which I see in the background. You have uh, <laughs> yeah. a, a few. Product placement. Few, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So oh. d- d- okay. t- tell us. Tell us a little bit about the 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 uh, book that well uh, first the the book that 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 you just held up um, inclusion Brandon uh, and and then about a few of maybe highlight uh, a few of the um, other books that that you have written. Well, I, I've written three books, and um, my first book was on social media and. It's, it was written in 2013, so it is so old and outdated. Don't buy it. <laughs> I, I took it off. Just because it's outdated, social yeah. media has changed so much yeah. in that many years. Um, but some people are still selling them used, but that's okay. But then the <laughs> next book, um, Human Potential at Work, and I know we'll talk about yeah. that in a second. I wrote about employment of people with disabilities. And then I thought... I, I still don't know. I think it's great that employers like Ernst and Young, Microsoft, and Accenture are employing people with disabilities, and many others, AT and T and Verizon. There's a lot of good efforts happening, but I don't see the corporations talking about it in ways that are meaningful enough. Mm-hmm. And so, I wrote inclusion branding to really help. A corporation. It was. It's really geared to corporations, but to really yeah. help them understand that it is important to society that you tell us what you're doing. You tell us how you're making your products and your services accessible to customers with disabilities. That you tell us about why you're employing people with disabilities, but not only employing them, promoting them, retaining them. Tell us about what you're doing because if you don't tell us, we can't reward you as a community. And as you said, you know, we're the largest minority group after women. Yeah. We have over a billion people just that have disabilities. So if we really came together and we said, well, I'm going to actually do business with this company over this company because they're supporting people with disabilities and I am a person with disability, I love a person with disability, or maybe I don't even know a person with a disability, mm-hmm. but I care about society being inclusive. Yeah, That's yeah. what the book was about. Telling corporations to tell us your stories so our community can get behind you and support you. But if we don't know the stories, we can't support you. We can't get behind you. Neat, neat. So why is uh, the your, your inclusion... Um, um, Brandon book uh, so important for for these the corporations. So I guess for anybody who um, who picks up a copy, and we'll put links in the show notes uh, on specialchronicles.com uh, uh, if, if people want to um, um, pick up any uh, of your um, um, books. But why why is why is it so important? And what is what have you seen has been the global impact uh, from from your uh, weedles. Well, I what what I saw was once again I saw that we were starting to make some progress. 
we still got a lot of work to do, but mm-hmm. we're making yeah. progress. But when I would ask, speaking of my second book, Human Potential at Work, I was following corporations from around the world talking about their their efforts to employ people with disabilities. But when I ask about 10 different U.S. corporations to be in the book to talk about the efforts they've made to include people with disabilities, they didn't want to be in the book. And I said, why don't you want to be in the book? And they said, well, you know, it makes us a target. We haven't done enough. You know, maybe maybe the community will come and sue us because we haven't done And they're afraid. And I thought, this is, this is bad. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, the you know they it, it took me two years to write that book for a lot of different reasons but at the end of that book right before I was going to print I actually had it seven different U.S. companies say okay all right we want to be in the book mm-hmm. because what they were for a while they were like hiding yeah it, it, maybe if I hide nobody will notice I'm here but no we are suing the you know we are suing people yeah. for not making your website accessible not making your online stores accessible you are being society you are being sued by society you're being sued if you're you aren't hiring people with disabilities or you're mistreating them blah 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 so i wanted to write a book to help them understand that you've got to tell these stories but you should tell them in a meaningful way and don't don't fall into the mistake of using people with disabilities as inspirational porn or, <laughs> you know, things yeah. like that. It's like, oh, aren't we great? Oh, look, we hired this one person with Down syndrome. Yay! No, no. Understand that all disabilities are on a spectrum. All disabilities. You can't assume that you met one person with autism, so you know every single person with autism. You can't assume that with Down syndrome or CP or MS or MD or any other disability, including mental health disabilities. And so already many, many people with disabilities are working in these corporations, but we're not owning who we are and the companies are not having broad enough conversations about the advantages that these people with disabilities are bringing to their workforce. Mm. And so that's why I thought it was so important and nobody had ever written about it. Yeah. And so now that now that I've started telling the stories of, and I I encouraged people to think about it in that yes, I'm telling these stories from the perspective of my beloved community, the community of people with disabilities, but you can actually take these techniques and you can apply it to other communities. Asian Americans, African Americans, LGBT, uh, or whatever lens you're looking at, you can use these tips to engage with your community. But of course, I used all of the examples were people with disabilities, yeah. and to stop assuming we can't add value is yeah. ridiculous. Well, yeah. So, have you found that um, um, mainly just um, uh, people in in various big companies have read your book on? On, on in- inclusion branding, or or, or or has there been anybody else that have have read uh, the book as well? Well, I wrote the book for corporations, yeah. and and it was funny as my editor was working with me, she kept scolding me because she's like, "Who are you talking to? Are you talking to corporations, <laughs> or are you talking to the community of people with disabilities?" And I said, "Can't I talk to both?" And she said, "No." <laughs> you have to have an audience. And so what I did was I spoke to corporations, but a lot of my readers are people with disabilities, family members yeah. with disabilities, um, 
service providers, because what I'm telling corporations or what we're consistently telling corporations all over the world. So anybody that works or loves or is a person with a disability that wants to know more about inclusion, truly including us, um, I wanted the book to be for them. But I did stick to it's for corporation, but at the same time, I think a lot of the readers, it's been a really nice balance and mix of the people that are reading it. Because once again, Daniel, if you're a yeah. person with a disability and you're going to go look for a job, it's helpful to read some of these books because you hear what we're telling corporations to do yeah. to make sure they're in hire, hiring an inclusive workforce, yeah. which must include people with disabilities or it's not inclusive. Yeah, Absolutely. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely make sure that I include links to your books on um, Amazon. Uh, yes, people yes. Can Amazon. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's on Goodreads. You can find it everywhere. And it's it's been translated into Arabic, speaking of the cool. UAE yeah. that you just cool. visited. And I've also visited the UAE yeah. and many Gulf countries, including the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia yeah. and Oman and Egypt yeah. and Turkey and many other countries. And you know what I find, Daniel, all over the world, People with disabilities want to be heard, yeah, want to be seen, absolutely. want to be taken seriously. Yeah. And parents of children with disabilities love their children, and they want them to have as full a life as they can have. Yeah. So we're all so much more alike than we're not. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, yeah. our guest today on the um, so, um, Switch Chronicles program is Deborah Wu, the CEO of Wu Global Impact. And we're going to go ahead and... Uh, just uh, take a short break just to um, uh, bake our sponsors. And You've been listening to the Special Chronicle Show. We'll be back after a few words from our this episode sponsors. So yeah. this is sponsored by the Jenny and this episode is sponsored by the Jenny and PJ Fortnall Foundation. We thank Jenny Fortnall and her family for the generous support of our mission at Special Chronicles. This episode is also sponsored by Goldman Sachs, a financial institution. We thank them for the generous support of our mission at Special Chronicles. This episode is also brought to you by listeners like you. Please join our supporters and help support us at Special Chronicles with your taxi board donation today to help us continue our, mis- our mission of giving respect and voice to people with special needs. Please go to specialchronicles.com slash give. That's specialchronicles.com slash give. And we thank you for your general support of our mission at Special Chronicles. And Special Chronicles is proud to partner with the Comrade Energy Force Ambassador Program. The Energy Force is the country's first energy efficiency education program designed for and taught by people with disabilities. Comrade is polling lives and Wadey is polling us here at Special Chronicles. Learn more at specialchronicles.com slash comrade. That's specialchronicles.com slash comrade. We thank Comrade for the general support of Special Chronicles. We hope that you will join in the conversation and share your feedback with us. You can text in your comments to feedback at specialchronicles.com under that address into your, your text in message in Apple. You normally put someone's phone number, but put in that address feedback at specialchronicles.com and your comments will appear instantly on the iPad in studio. And join the conversation on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, you can tag us at Special Chronicles, at Special Chronicles on the Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and you can tweet us your comments with hashtag Special Chronicles, and at Special C Podcast on Twitter. Remember, tweet us your comments with hashtag Special Chronicles. And please leave us your five-star ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, Facebook, and wherever you listen to your podcast. We are not just athletes. We are ambassadors of uprising, peaceful protesters. 
in a rebellion against anyone who has a fear of difference. Our demands are equality, dignity, and the rec recognition of uh, our shared humanity. We will not stop or accept anything less. We are deserving when we compete. We are fighting for a more inclusive world. We are the champions on the field and for this cause. Today, our world is more divided than ever. And coming together has never been more urgent. The revolution is inclusion. The revolution is inclusion. The revolution is inclusion. And it's not optional. The only choice you need to make is how you will join it. Is how you will join it. Is how you will join it. Revolution is inclusion! You are the stars, and the world is watching you. By your presence, you send a message to every village, every city, every nation. A message of hope, a message of victory. The days, the days of separation and segregation are over. Join us and sign the Inclusion Pledge today at jointherevolution.org. That's jointherevolution.org. Listen to Special Chronicles podcast, and here is your host. This is Daniel, host and founder of Special Chronicles and a Southern Tribal International Global Messenger with Special Olympics. Our guest today is Deborah Wu, the CEO of Wu Global Impact, and we were just talking about uh, your your. Um, 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 books, Deborah, and why inclusion is so important. And I think within that last PSA that that people just told on the inclusion revolution, got an, a, another um, uh, another little uh, glimpse on why inclusion is so important within our, within our mainstream society. Um, but now you you hinted a little bit um, before about your uh, the um, podcast show that that um, you host, the the, the um, human p potential uh, at work, that I've also subscribed to on on um, Apple Podcasts here on on my um, iPhone, and um, and, um, and and but but people can um, listen to it on many different um, platforms where 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 people find find. Um, uh, um, podcast. You could just do do a search for the human potential at work, and definitely go check out your show. Uh, but um, tell us a little, little bit about um, um, how you you came up with the name for your show, and when you started this this podcast, and a little bit about the um, uh, guests that you have on, and topics they talk about, and the impact that that your show is making. Thank you, Daniel. And I'm, I'm going to subscribe to yours, too. And I'm looking forward to having you on my show. So um, I, I started it in um, 
November 2015, and it's a weekly show like yours, and we have been, I'm at about 155 episodes, so uh, way behind you, that's okay, (laughs) (laughs) we need all this content, we need all these different voices, and so... I the get the reason why I called it human potential at work is sort of the reason why we need this revolution because I just felt often that people were treating my daughter and my friends with disabilities like they were different and almost sometimes like they weren't human and so I I just uh, you know, I, I think human potential, having that in there was so important. And then I did a play on words of saying human potential at work, even though a lot of times we are talking about employment, we're not always talking about it. And so it, it I just wanted to do on play, a play on the words. And so the uh, my guest, I've had some amazing guests, just like you, Daniel, yeah. you've had just some yeah. amazing guests, but... <laughs> Um, but I've had, you know, CEOs on there. I've had uh, the CEO of Tommy Hilfiger, uh, Gary Scheinbaum. I recently had the president of Siemens, um, Ron Neuhauser. Um, and I've had Vince Cerf, who's one of the fathers of the Internet. I've just had a lot of really mm. amazing people. I've had actors with disabilities on the show. I've had um, I've had a lot of individuals with disabilities on the show that are entrepreneurs or they're mm-hmm. doing something amazing um, and they're once again to make sure their voices can be heard. I try to invite a lot of I try to balance it out. Sometimes we're yeah. just talking yeah. about straight business and sometimes we're talking about you know um, I had a gentleman on the show um, a couple of weeks ago Brandon Farbestein yeah. who um, yeah I is, hold that show oh he's yeah. amazing yeah. he's just he amazing I don't know where he gets the wisdom I know. he's got it 19 it's like wow I wish I knew that at 19 <laughs> so uh, I, I find that a lot of the younger people with disabilities are just owning who they are and I, I just think that's just so powerful and so that's what the show is about and the, um, the show talks about the, the when I was talking to um, Ron from Siemens we were talking about unconscious bias for example and yeah. um, the danger of unconscious bias is that it's unconscious and I don't know that maybe I have a bias against you because whatever reason right um, because you're white because you're black because you love somebody whatever unconscious things maybe uh, I'm from the south the United States uh, in the south I'm from Florida yeah. and yeah. a lot of times on shows people will show uh southerners with real slow thick accents and sort of implying that we're dumb for example whereas you've got the northern you know stereotypes where everybody from new york is mean which is ridiculous (laughs) right so we have all these unconscious bias well that is getting in the way of us employing people with disabilities and other um, talented individuals, and we're an aging society. So there are 2.9 billion people over the age of 55 all over the world now. Mm -hmm. And as we age, more of us acquire disabilities and join our community. And so the numbers are growing. They're not shrinking. And at the same time, as people are aging, we have, what, 72 million Americans over the age of um, 55 now that are baby boomers. And a lot of them are still in the workforce. 
mm-hmm. but some are starting to retire. So we need more people in our workforce. So I did it for all those different reasons. And, and, and but we also talk about artificial intelligence. You know, how is artificial intelligence is it going to help our, our society or is it going to hurt us? Is it going to take away jobs from people with disabilities? Oh, no, that's not good when we already don't have enough jobs. Yeah. So we're having a lot of these really, I think, interesting conversations. But I also recently, Daniel, started really focusing on different disability groups. Like yeah. I had NCIT, the organization that is... Um, it's part of RIT, Rochester Institute of Technology, yeah. and they, um, they're a school for people that are deaf and hard of hearing, and the talent that's coming out of these schools, yeah. but people, are they're coming out, and they're not getting jobs, because employers don't understand how to hire somebody that's deaf. They just don't understand the nuances, and they think you got to hire two sign language interpreters along with them, which is ridiculous. So there's just a lot of barriers and artificial barriers put in place. And I've interviewed, um, recently interviewed the CEO of the American Foundation for the Blind. And uh, one thing I didn't know is that they certainly support and advocate for people that are blind and have vision loss, but they're also big supporters of people that are deaf and blind. Mm -hmm. And don't tell me a person that's deaf and blind can't add value to society. We've all heard about Helen Keller. It's ridiculous. Anybody can add value if we get out of their way and and society doesn't disable them. Society's disabling people. People are not broken. So we we go into a lot of very interesting mainstream conversations. And um, I also use it as a, a venue to let corporations tell the community what they're doing. But I use it as a way to educate corporations, too, about the value that people with disabilities bring to the table. And I'm eager to tell um, my the corporations I work with about your show, Daniel, yeah. because they need to know. And you think, well, gosh, you've been around since 2008. Everybody knows about yeah. you. But still, there's a, and I, I love the sponsors that are yeah. supporting you, Good yeah. for Goldman, for doing this. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so we probably cover some of the same themes, yeah. but these themes need to be covered again, and again, yeah. and again, and again, and again. That's how society learns. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so, what, what's been the um, um, impact that 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 you have held from listeners and, and viewers? You also you also stream your show on Facebook Live, right. I, I believe, uh, as, as as well as on. Uh, Apple Podcasts and and Stitcher, Google Play, and all those right. those right. different platforms. Um, there's too many to name, there but are, there <laughs> are. Um, but but I guess that that's a good thing. There's t- tons of choices for people to choose uh, how how to listen to shows. But what what have you heard from your audience from um, who have listened to to your show? Well, they're they're inspired, which is good. Yeah. But we, because we, we love to inspire each other, yeah. but I want you to take that inspiration and then put it into action. Yeah. And so I think what the, the biggest compliments I hear are that we are giving them real good examples of how they can actually do this. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, was, I was speaking at a conference the other day and there was a woman that spoke before me and she was amazing. And she was a woman that lost her sight when she was 12 and she's just an amazing, amazing person. And after she finished, um, I, and then I spoke about what I was doing, I could see the audience 
or or feel the audience sort of translating okay we think this lady's amazing meaning the other speaker amazing she's brilliant i'm inspired by her wow that's amazing but i don't think they knew how to translate that back to the jobs that they do every day and so what i try to do is help them translate it back how could you help for example this woman that's so talented well you know you could support her with her work you know, she's part of a university. She's doing artificial intelligence and wayfinding services. You know, you could bring her in to speak. You could, you could, you know, there's a lot of ways that you could help. But I find that there's some interpretation problems. How can I help? How can I help? How can I help turn up the volume? And so, a lot of my work on my shows and my books and my speeches and stuff are trying to help the cor- the people that are in the corporations understand. What can they do? What do they have to do? Because a lot of them are still afraid of what they don't know. I, I remember one time, Daniel, I did a speech and it yeah. was, somebody came up with this clever title. And it was like um, Mythbusters instead of goat bu- Ghostbusters, <laughs> Mythbusters of hiring people with disabilities. And I said, well, one myth is you you can't fire somebody with a disability. Yeah. Well, you can. You can fire people with disabilities. I would hope that you would give them the same, if not maybe even a little bit more of a chance if if they're having performance problems, working with them. and But you would follow all of the same steps that you would follow with any other a person because people with disabilities are, are people. Yeah. So. There's a lot of there's a lot of myths. There's a lot of fears. There's a lot of un, you know still misunderstandings about truly including this community, and uh, that that's what we try to do in the show and the books. Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, our guest today on the Special Chronicles program is Deborah Wu, the CEO of Wu Global Impact, and we just talked a little bit about your uh, um, um, podcast that. Um, Folks can go subscribe to uh, so the same place where you you all uh, if you all subscribe to this program, just go and do a search for uh, the human potential at work, right? Thank you, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and I appreciate that. You know, as you well know, Daniel, subscribing to our programs, sponsoring our programs, yeah. allow us to keep doing the work. And so it's really, I, I really liked hearing the sponsors that are yeah. sponsoring your work, because why should we expect you to do all this work? Because it is a yeah. lot of work. Yeah. And you do it for free. Yeah. Because you are adding value to society. Yeah. You should be paid for that value, just like yeah. any other person. Yeah. So it's absolutely. very important to subscribe and do reviews News. and those. Things. Yes, absolutely. So you you mentioned a bit about. Um, earlier about the uh, A- axschat.com can you tell us a little bit about this um, um, Twitter chat and the topics that you tweet about and and when this happens and, and how our listeners can um, um, join in and, and tweet along um, um, with you with this uh, um, Twitter chat yes it, access chat it's, it's, but it's spelled like Daniel said, it's A-X-S chat. And the reason why we made up the name instead of did access, A-C-C-E-S-S, was because somebody else was already using that. We didn't want to step all over them. So we call it A-X-S-Chat.com. And we do it every Tuesday. Um, and it is an international chat. So we do it every Tuesday at... 8 p.m. London time, which for me, I live in Virginia, is 3 p.m. in the United States. Uh, it would be 2 p.m. where you live. You're in Central yeah. Time. 
Um, and we do it every single Tuesday. We, we've been doing it since uh, November 2014, every single Wednesday, and I mean Tuesday, every Tuesday. And it is one of the largest tweet chats in the world. And we talk about accessibility, disability inclusion, and empowerment of people with disabilities. And we really, it's, it's more of a technical show than my show, Human Potential at Work. We will talk about, you know, how do you make your website accessible for people with disabilities? We'll talk about inclusive design. We, we just had the uh, COO of Be My Eyes, which is an app that was created. That's an amazing app. It's an app that was created and it's free for everybody, but it's free for people that are blind or vision impaired. And then you have 2 million volunteers behind it. And if you are, you know, you're trying to figure out how to adjust a temperature in your um, hotel room, you can mm -hmm. hit this app and they will connect you with uh, somebody that is speaking, speaks the same language as you. And they will walk through using your camera, your video camera, yeah. um, to help you. Or maybe you want to make sure that your outfit is matching because you're blind and you can't see if you're wearing green or blue. Or, or mm. maybe you want help with your – a million ways that they're doing it. And mm. it, it's – it's a it's an excellent example of how technology can enable us, but at the same time, if you're creating technology and it's not accessible, then you once again are excluding many people with disabilities. Yeah. So we talk a lot about that, and it's a very large community. We have people that come on Twitter every single week; they're there, and they're and we we do an interview of the guest. And then we come up with six questions, and then we present it the day on Tuesday on Access Chat. And mm -hmm. um, everybody answers the questions or comments and goes back and forth, and it's it's really intense. We get it between seven and 10,000 tweets in an hour. It's like drinking <laughs> out of the fire hose. But people are really interested in these topics now, mm -hmm. and I like that we're doing it from a global perspective yeah. because sometimes – People have a tendency to think only from their city, for only their locality, maybe from their state. But we've got to think about these things locally, from the state level, nationally, and globally. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. our brothers and sisters with disabilities in other countries, and it's really bad. They don't have the same rights that we do here in the United yeah. States. And we can't do that. We've got to be fair. we got to make sure, once again, you were just in the UAE. Yeah. We've got to make sure that people with disabilities in the UAE and in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and other countries are included as well. And that's yeah. the legacy that we have yeah. you know, as yeah. our community, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I know like in the um, uh, UAE just last month at the uh, uh, Mode Games, they had the most amount of women competing um um uh, at those games and and it's uh it was it was it, it i think it, it made a pretty big impact for that region of the world yeah. uh so like i think there was like 40 percent of women oh, that excellent. that were competing at those games um so is so is this is is this Twitter chat just on Twitter, or do you also record audio or, or, or video? Like, do you also live yeah, stream? Do. Yeah, yeah, we do. We record a video, and we we record it using um, Blue Jeans. We used to do it with Skype, but now we're using Blue Jeans. So we'll do a video recording on a on a, on a Friday, and then we caption it. 
because it's got to be yeah. accessible. So we caption it and do a transcription, and then we post it on Access Chat. Um, and that way the community can watch the video and familiarize themselves with the interview so they understand the guest, and then they get the questions, and then we're all prepared to do the tweet chat, or you don't have to do that. You can actually just join it, you know, live, and you can just answer the questions as they come up, or you can just watch. I think, you know, that's one thing with Twitter, which is appropriate, yeah. but if you don't like or retweet or comment or post, we, do, we can't count you, which is fine. The numbers are still staggering. We know that a lot of people watch to access chat yeah. and don't always participate and we have a feeling just because we're being told this many of them are corporations and i'll ask them when people say oh yeah i watch it every week and i, I'm, I watch the the and i said well why don't you join it and they're like well i don't want to say something stupid well you know what i think we got to be kinder to each other and say you know why don't we learn from each other and assume positive intent and um and, and, and it'd be a safe place that you can join. You don't yeah. have to worry that somebody's going to judge you. But, you know, a lot of people worry about that. But we've had yeah. some really interesting conversations on Access Chat. Neat. So, um, is, is, um, I just had a question that just, uh, oh yeah, uh, so, um, <laughs> I guess <laughs> I'm over a certain age now. I, that yeah. happens to be a lot, Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's been the um, impact that 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 you have seen f from these these um, uh, um, uh, um, Twitter chats and and what's but um, what have you heard from people who have been joining in, in the conversation uh, uh, with you when you guys have been doing this? Well, uh, you know, I think, I think the biggest impact that we've had is that we, we truly are showing um, that we are a community and that we are a community that talks and listens. And so a lot of people... They want to know what's going on with technology and what's going on with corporations with accessibility and, and inclusive design and things like yeah. that. But, it, you know, one thing I, I think that has been the most delicious surprise is that the friendships that people have made over Twitter, they've become yeah. they've taken it from Twitter and they've taken it offline, and they've become really good friends, um, you know, via Skype and other things. And so, and we, it's allowed us to really showcase, you know, the hot buttons that are happening. Yeah. You know, we've had actors with disabilities on before that really started taking off. We um, interviewed like Kurt Yeager and um, uh, the biotic woman, um, Angel, and I'm going to forget her last <laughs> name, but um, she's so talented. Yeah. And so it feels, and also what we're seeing, same thing with you, Daniel, you're seeing others join the water. Yeah. But if you hadn't have started your podcast about these issues, maybe the other, we w the rest of us would have been scared to come in, right? Yeah. And so we're seeing a lot of other chats pop up that are talking about you know, dyslexia or CP or, uh, you know, neurodiversity. So it's it's interesting. It almost feels like 
um, it, it's not almost. It feels like this community is really finding its voice yeah. and really trying to understand once again. Um, it's great for somebody like me with um, not a parent disability to talk about people with disabilities, but how so much powerful can it be if we also have you, Daniel, talking? Yeah. And uh, people are owning who they are. Right? Yeah, absolutely. There's this young lady named Molly who's deafblind that she's so talented and we wouldn't have known about her. So now she's getting invited to speak all over the world because people are learning about who is doing what in this field globally yeah. to have impact, and and that's exciting. That yeah. part's very exciting. Yeah, and and it's 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 neat that we also within like TV those the there's been more like uh, on on the show I'm speechless on on ABC yes. and 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 the show um, Bonus Way on on A and E and like there's exactly. been. So, um, can, can can we uh, um um uh, um comment on 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 those shows on Speechless and Boneless Way and and well, Shoney? And, and my and my newest favorite special yeah. on Netflix, which is wow, this man with CP is so talented. Now it's a racy show. It's about a man that is gay and has CP. And what's interesting and funny to me, he's a comic, he's a comedian, is he comes out about being gay, yeah. but he's heightened that he has a disability. That's what he's heightened. So yeah. that is so important. So, and it's so funny and it's so interesting and to watching, watch him um, as he has these sometimes hard conversations with his mother. Because, you know, as parents of, you know, people with disabilities, sometimes mm. we're the biggest problems, right? Yeah. They, I, yeah. rem I remember a show years ago, The Other Sister, and they said, you know, she has a disability, but if she can survive her mother, you know, so the more we do shows like Speechless and Born This Way, and I mean, there's so many wonderful shows yeah. right now, really having characters that have disabilities exploring the nuances and the you know the layers of what it means um and this is how society learns absolutely so it's really exciting to see it happen and and i know that we i know that actors are actors and they want to play their reach and um people without disabilities want to play roles with people with disabilities and and sometimes i think that's okay but i more the more I see actors with disabilities being included in these roles, the more society can start changing their minds. And um, there have been so many shows that included people with disabilities, and sometimes we didn't even realize. There was this one that, I'm, I'm going to forget the name of it now, but it was this great show. It was sometimes a little raunchy, yeah. but it, um, it was about these doctors in California that were plastic surgeons. I'm totally going to forget the name of it. Yeah. But... They, I loved the storylines. They had so many storylines about people with disabilities. And there was one that I remember, and this ain't going to be a big surprise, but there was one storyline that they had about um, this man with Down syndrome came to them, and he said, I want you to make me look like my brothers. Yeah. He had two brothers that didn't have that extra chromosome. And so I thought, oh, wow, what are they going to do with this storyline? And, you know, they had all these other storylines going on, you know, this one sleeping with that one, blah, blah, blah. But... They handled it so beautifully. In the end, they helped 
together, they all helped this man with Down syndrome understand that he was really perfect the way he was. And he already did look like his brothers, and he did not have to have cosmetic surgery yeah. to belong. And and so for years we've seen shows starting to address this, but the way it's being addressed now, and including, you know, uh, I know Michael J. Fox. Uh, most of us are big yeah. fans of his playing a jerk, being a jerk lawyer. Because guess what? People with disabilities sometimes are jerks, and sometimes they're kind, and sometimes they're mean, and sometimes they're wonderful, and they're there are people. Oh, yeah. Talking with my hands. <laughs> so I I think we learn so much from shows like this and from media and you know speechless and I don't. It, it's exciting to watch um, people with disabilities really start to own who they are. And I'm noticing with the younger people, yeah. younger people are like owning this. And it's like, no, I want to call myself a crip. I can call myself what I want. Yeah. And. Yeah. I'm, I'm sort of shocked sometimes because I'm an older generation and mm-hmm. we didn't use those words. I don't want you to call me a crip. Yeah. Don't you call me the R word or anything else. But when the individual with a disability chooses to express themselves that way, yeah. I think it's their right. Neat, neat. Well, I mean, our guest today on the um, 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 Special Chronicles program is Deborah Wu, the CEO of Wu Global Impact. Uh, you, In addition to being an author and a um, podcast or with with your show you're also a keynote speaker can you um, um, finally tell us a little about some of the groups that you've spoken to and some of the topics that that you talk about and 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 where you've spoken yeah thank you I, I do a lot of speeches for corporations helping them understand the value of including people with disabilities and I remember one time I was on stage in Chicago and we were talking about disability employment and somebody in the audience said um, well how, how do I start and one of the panelists I was the keynote and then I was on yeah. the panel and the can- panelist said just go hire somebody with a disability <laughs> and I was like okay you know I wisdom there but you're a gigantic corporation, so you need a plan. And if you're only going to hire one person with a disability, that's an awful lot of pressure on that one person with a disability carrying the backs of the billion people with disabilities. So have a plan and work the plan. And, and you know, so we talk about the steps that they have to do to truly include people with disabilities as employees and as customers and all the moving parts and the nuances, the accommodations, you know, is your website accessible? Can I even, what if I need an accommodation during my, um, you know, my, the interview, you know, what if I need an accommodation after I'm working for you? So we talk about that. But I also do um, a lot of speeches for the United Nation agencies and I've had governments bring me over. The The government of Egypt has brought me over a couple of times to talk to them. I've talked to the government of Turkey. Um, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia brought me over to talk about including people with disabilities, but also making sure that women and mothers knew how to fight and, you know, um, advocate for their children with disabilities. Uh, but I would say one of the most, um, the one that um, I was so excited but also terrified about was when the President of the United Nations invited me to speak mm-hmm. before the Committee of State Parties. So I got to speak to all of the countries. Mm-hmm. And I was really encouraging the audience to stop 
funding programs to help people with disabilities that don't include employment outcomes. Mm -hmm. Because if we can't work and pay our bills and be independent, then it's just charity. So stop saying, oh, we're going to put an internship together. And then the internship, you do it for free, you do everything they tell you, and then there's no job at the end of it. It's very frustrating for people with disabilities. So that was a real blessing. And I've gotten to speak all over the world. And I, um, it's, it's so interesting, um, listening to other countries. I'll, I'll give you an example. When I was speaking in Turkey, the, obviously I don't, well, I don't speak Turkish. I only speak English. And so they were having the program in Turkish since it is in Turkey. Yeah. And so at the end of the program, they they were doing a video report of what, what did you get from the conference? What can we do better? And blah, blah, blah. And so the they were speaking in Turkish and all of a sudden most of the crowd turned and looked at me. And so I knew something was said about me, but I had to wait for the translation. And a woman said... Um, I've never been told that my daughter born with a disability could be a blessing in my life. She said, I've just never heard this perspective of what you say your daughter has taught you and what you've learned and you changed your life work because of her. And I, it, you know, it brought tears to my eyes because I thought that's so sad Mm -hmm. that she hasn't heard that. But we still have a lot of work to do. And we as Americans have a lot of work to do to make sure, once again, we're taking care of our brothers and sisters with disabilities all over the world because they don't have the same. We're way behind. Yeah. Yeah. We got so much work to do to truly include people with disabilities. But you start leaving our borders and going to other countries, especially developing countries, and it's not good. Mm -hmm. It's not good. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, how how can our um, listeners connect and follow you on on, on um, um, social media and your and your website and and oh, all of those plugs? Well, I I've tried to be consistent. So on all of social media, I'm Deborah Rue D E B R A R U H. So I'm that's I'm on Twitter that way. I'm on Instagram that way. I'm on Pinterest. I'm on uh, LinkedIn. I I'm on Facebook. And um, and then also Rue Global, R U H Global, uh, G L O B A L. Um, where I'm also on all of those. Um, and then our website is www.ruglobal.com, which is R U H Global.com. And uh, it was funny. I when I started this company, Daniel, yeah. I I wasn't sure what I wanted to name it. So I thought, shoot, I'm going to just do my last name and I'll throw Global because I knew I wanted to ha- continue to have international conversations. Yeah. And then it sort of took off from there. So <laughs> now it's Rue Global Impact. I love hearing you say it. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of it, and we do a lot of market campaigns. Yeah. So if corporations are doing really important in work, um, we'll help them turn up the volume through our social media services, and we'll we'll really go out there and we'll talk for them. We'll interview them. We'll bring them into podcasts. We'll you know we'll introduce them to people like you, Daniel, so mm-hmm. they can tell their stories because. We are a very loyal community. If you tell us that you're including us, we will change our buying relationships. And I'll give you an example. I I used to shop with this very well-known pharmacy in the United States, and I shopped with them for 25 years. And I'm the type of customer you want because I wouldn't go there just for pharmacy. I would go inside and I would walk through the entire store all the way back to the 
pharmacy counter, you know, that's in the very back of the store. You know why it's in the back of the store? Because they want people like me yeah. to pick up items all the way in and all the way out. So that's what I would impulse buy all the way through and all the way back out. And so, but then I heard that Walgreens was hiring, you know, people with intellectual disabilities. And um, they were they had a real commitment to inclusion mm-hmm. of people with disabilities. And so I changed. I left that company and I moved my business to Walgreens and I wrote a letter to the CEO of Walgreens and the other company telling them I loved them, but I was leaving them because I had to go with Walgreens because they were supporting people with disabilities. This other company now is doing a much better job. And I'm not saying it was because of me, but the more as consumers, we say, I expect you to hire people with disabilities and I expect you to hire people with physical disabilities so that I know that you're doing it. I want you including people with physical disabilities in your marketing because I want to know that you consciously included us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then, of course, you know, we there is the hidden and the invisible disabilities as well. But sometimes we need the visual cues to know you deliberately included us like Target. Yeah. Target does a good job of using models with disabilities in their ads. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, make sure to include links to all your social media and your website and your um, all three of your books and your podcast on specialchronicles.com for episode 337. Uh, so before we uh, let you get back to the rest of your um, um, evening, is there any um, um, final thoughts on your overall time here today on, on Special Chronicles that you want to share with our uh, um, uh, listeners? Yes, I would say this. Don't let anybody tell you you can't do it. Don't let anybody get in your way. Find your voice, follow Daniel's example, follow my example, do your own podcast and make sure, like Daniel said, people are consuming this data in a lot of different ways now. So you got to be on everything. You got to do it on Facebook, but we have to walk the walk, blah, blah, blah. Um, If you are talking about disability inclusion, you got to make sure it's inclusive and it's accessible. So, mm-hmm. but I would just say, don't let anybody tell you, "Oh no, the world doesn't work like that this way. It works this way." Because by the way, we are totally disrupting everything. Everything's up for grabs. There is no reason why you can't be whoever you want to be. Don't let anybody get in your way. And find the find the leaders like you, Daniel, like me, that are out yeah. there doing the good work, and make sure that your voice is heard. I just think that's so important. And don't let anybody tell you, you're too young. You're young and you have a disability. Go (laughs) sit down and be quiet. No, stop it. Yeah. Have your voice be heard. Own your own language. Own who you are. And and carve the way from the people behind you and in front of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, our guest today uh, has been um, um, Deborah Wu, the CEO of of Wu Global Impact. Uh, It's been uh, a I'm joy talking to you, um, Deborah, and and looking forward to uh, talking to you again on um, when 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 we flip the. I uh, feature you. We're gonna flip it. <laughs> when we flip the mics. <laughs> I flip, hope I can do flip. as good a job as you did, though, Daniel. You set the bar high. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll be sure to whenever we have Daniel on my show, we'll give all of my audience a link to this show yeah. so they can see that and then Daniel and I can continue the conversation. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah, it would be great to continue the um, conversation. So, yeah. um, 
one. We hope that you will join in the conversation and share your feedback with us. You can text in your comments to feedback at specialchronicles.com. Under that address, into your, your text in message in Apple. You normally put someone's phone number, but put in that address, feedback at specialchronicles.com, and your comments will appeal instantly on the iPad in studio. And join the conversation on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, you can tag us at Special Chronicles, at Special Chronicles on the Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and you can tweet us your comments with hashtag Special Chronicles, and at Special C Podcast on Twitter. Remember, tweet us your comments with hashtag Special Chronicles. And please leave us your five-star ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, Facebook, and wherever you listen to your podcast. And once again, uh, thank you again, Deborah, for, 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 for coming on the show and uh, look forward to uh, t- talking to you again when we flip those mics on. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and Daniel, thank you. Thank you for your leadership. Yeah. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Until we next week, we member choose to include... Special Chronicles, giving respect and a voice to people with special needs. I, I could, I really uh, can learn a lot from you, yeah. Daniel. Do you, um, t- so do you do presentations? Do you do y- speaking presentations? Yeah, I. All right, I cool. do. So I could recommend you as a speaker. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 I um, yeah, yeah. I speak all, all over the place and all. All right, all, good, good, all, good, good. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, thank your mother for introducing yeah, it. I, I, I knew about your program before, but I was very honored to be on it. So <laughs> that's very cool. <laughs> so, yeah, and so we'll help you turn up the volume. Yeah, and ap- um, I'll start inviting you to some of these conversations we're having because yeah, definitely. the audience would love you. Yeah, definitely. How- yeah, and I encourage them to pay you, by the way, all of your expenses <laughs> yeah. and to pay fees, too. Yeah, yeah. It's not charity work. No, no, it's not. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. How how did you find out about uh, about the show and and I, I've been seeing your show for a long time. I've been, and I've listened to some episodes and stuff. But um, I I found I I don't even know where I find it all. You you do uh, a good job uh, of getting it out. Yeah, there. yeah. It's it multiple times. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, you're one of the shows that I know. I know yours, and I knew Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Yeah. Um, which is different, yeah. And um, but really, that your show was the one that really stood out. So, yeah, yeah. And, and and maybe because you've been around so long. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Tony was um, yeah. It's um, we have over a hundred and twenty-seven thousand viewers, wow. uh, oh, and so just cool. um, this past November we had a ten-year celebration gala. Um, oh wow! This past November, so that was that was. Um, um, my dad handles the business side of okay. uh, everything, but it's yeah, it, it's been amazing. Like when I started, there there, there wasn't that many no of all disability voices. Um, right. Um, yeah. So it, 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 it's been amazing, like the impact that we're able to make, like with podcasting and with digital media, and 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 it's it's. Um, it's been <laughs> amazing, and, and even to still be able to reach new people right. all the time. 
Well, because I, it almost feels like the conversations are just beginning, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's like, wow. Yeah. And once again, it's just so important that when I'm on stage, you're on stage. Yeah. Because I, 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 there's nothing wrong with me being on stage too, but I just think it's so important that the community speak for themselves, all yeah. the different parts of the community. Yeah, so absolutely. It's very exciting. I'm so glad yeah. that we finally met. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we got work to do. Yeah. So I'll be coming <laughs> yeah. back to you and giving you some dates to consider. Yeah. And, um, and then just let me know when the show's live and we'll really help turn the volume. Yeah, I will. Absolutely.